Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. As always, your boy Dave Neal. Today, I talk with Tasha Courtney. You know her, you love her, my fiance. And, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm getting obnoxious saying fiance. You can only do it for so long. My fiance and I had a guest named Leon Walker on the podcast. Very funny stand up comedian. But here, here's, the, here's the secret we, with, with uh, you need to know about comics. I think for the most part, we're pretty deep you know, inside our head people. And this conversation is about overcoming the demons that we have inside, overcoming our ego, overcoming fear and anxiety, and knowing when it's hitting, championing it, and then being a better person because of it. We talk about the triggers that we have, you know, the things that kind of make us tick. And also, yeah, I mean, this 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 episode is, is chocked full of goods. I think you're really going to love it. You're really going to love Leon's message. Um, so anyway, without further ado, here's our chat with Leon Walker. The SAP Baby. That is actually podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you guys still doing that? That's cool. We, uh, st- we stopped calling it Sex Actually because, first of all, it doesn't really mean anything. And second of all, people would like not want to listen because there's a, or or even share it on their Facebooks because sex is like one of those words that like the algorithms are so conservative, you know, mm-hmm. it used to be like the Facebook was where you'd get laid. Yeah. You know, you used to get laid on it and now really who got laid on Facebook. I literally lost my virginity after Facebook came out. Because so I, the Facebook? Well, you would message people on it. That was the kind of... You didn't, if what you didn't, would you message them? I lost my virginity during uh, MySpace. Did you? Yeah. MySpace days? No. <laughs> hey, whatever you got to do. MySpace, MySpace was the hookup. That aim. was my dating app. <laughs> yeah, you got to. MySpace was the wild west of the internet. You get like was. music playing. I saw a shit. funny tweet the other day that was like some Gen Zer who said like. Instagram should have like you should allow be allowed to have like music on your homepage and some like old millennial wrote <laughs> back and was like man people these kids don't know about you MySpace. Don't even know. It was MySpace was like pimp my ride for the internet. Yeah. Just neons flashing. Yeah. You could have like a seizure just looking at the wrong <laughs> person's page. Let's start the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the SAP. As always, it's your boy Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney and Hello. Leon Walker. Hey, welcome. what's up? Thanks for doing the pod. Thank you for having me. This is fun. I'm already lost in his eyes. <laughs> you actually both have very similar eyes. Yeah. I'm I mean, I'm looking at yeah, you guys have almost identical eyes. Little green eyes. Yeah, the green yeah. eye people. And <laughs> nobody talks about my eyes anymore because I'm old. Really? <laughs> so thank you. This is nice. You're a, really you're a very good looking it. man. I well, the I eyes are competing that. with a lot of things on you. <laughs> I like to hit on our guest right away. It. I don't get hit on too much anymore. Every now and then a gay guy slides in my DM and that's about it. There you so, go. I appreciate the compliments. This is helpful. This are you gonna... um are you in a relationship? I'm married. You're married. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm all the way. I should have done my research beforehand. I'm I'm all the way official. How long have you been married for? Seven years. Wow. Got a ten year old son. Wow. They call it the seven year itch, right? My mother in law lives with me. I do. I did know that. I did know. Okay, so then I did know you were married. I'm uh, sorry. I did. I know that. I, I don't. You know, like it's funny how you only know things about people from their act. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. very funny stand-up comedian, and you talk about having. You've got multiple women in your house that you have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, deal with. Filled with estrogen. Yeah. How does that work? It's it's. Uh, I'm used to it, but yeah, it, it was an adjustment. My my wife is white, and my mother-in-law is Australian. So there's a big cultural 
confusion at times. <laughs> That's you a know? beautiful accent, though. Does yeah. she have the uh, Aussie accent? I love her accent. I love accents. Her, yeah. My, my, my wife's uh, father is British, so... Like there's a bunch of accents running around. My wife has this weird like her. She's been in America for a long time, but her her like she she says words weird. Yeah, you know. And I'm just like, what is that? Doesn't sound like anything. <laughs> but there is, is no such thing as the proper way, right? So like every every English co- colony has like uh like in New England we get rid of the R's. You know, like we like like we don't say like you know you park and whatever. You you know you don't use the hard R, but then we'll add R's where they don't belong. Like like um. You you know, like an, having an idea. He's like, I have an idea about something. So like you just add these things and then the Aussies put an R when they say like, nar. Yeah, they're yeah. like what do you even say nar <laughs> they just add like it's all so it's really you can like go through any accent based on where you, where you put or take away the r i feel yeah, like yeah. but yeah. ozzy that's a cool you you like wrote, did you know she cook your vegemite sandwiches and stuff Nah, she doesn't i'm the one that cooks at the house it's weird it's okay. very role reversal my wife she makes the money and i stay at home i take care of my son i cook i clean sometimes and watch netflix this is the life. Yeah, it makes me. <laughs> That's house, hard work, though. House husband. Do you get the credit for being the house husband? Like, do you get when it, when there's a stay at home mom? Only when I demand it. Okay. Right? Only when I say, you know, I'm doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm doing things around here. Because that's what that, that's what can be hard is like you start doing things out of resentment. You start scrubbing the floors. Like, oh, you must be nice being at your nine to five. Like, yeah. there when you have, I feel like it must be. I don't know this for sure, but I feel like when with a when when you have a kid, it must be nice to be the person who can leave and go to work because you take your lunches you just have that alone time you know yeah. but your you, your son is a he's not a baby or anything right he's no older. he's 10 he's 10 he, right he's 10 he's homeschooled i i handle most of the homeschool my mother-in-law is a teacher and she used to handle a lot of the homeschool uh last year the year before we were splitting it but now she got a job in la uh, teaching full time, so now it's it's all me. But we got a good routine. Like I'm actually, I like it, especially with everything that's going on in this country. I like my son being home. What made you want to homeschool? What made you guys want to homeschool? You really want to know? Sure. Yeah. It's gonna get emotional. Please bring went, it on. I went to jail. Okay. For six months. <laughs> yeah. I think I knew that Why? too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a violent person. I have an anger problem. That's where the yoga comes in. That's where the yoga. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Hey, man, we've all got, yeah. It's in. all, but that's what that's what this podcast is all about is trying to figure out how to control our reactions to this fucking hostile life that we live in. Yeah, man. I, you know? I, I have a lot of tools, and, and yoga is a very, yoga has helped me a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Is it easy to get under your skin still? Like, if, if someone promised me money, if I could convince you to punch me like <laughs> would it be <laughs> i mean i mean as as men we have testosterone running through us you know and like i played football i grew up in a in a culture where there was a lot of like this is how you be a man yeah this like is masculinity how, is well, tied masculinity, to aggression and i was very i was very attracted to it you know I mean, so i would yeah. give in to those feelings a lot you know, and it, it, it did take and I used to drink. I used to drink a lot. So like, well, there's a reward for, you know, you see like someone gets out of the military and, and uh, you know, has a violent episode. It's like, well, you trained them yeah. to to sort of have this like 
see red, right? And the same way with football, you 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 know, you're in these tackling drills where they're just training you to like drive yourself through another human. So you shut off like the rational side of thinking and you you kind of like learn that when you dump the testosterone and get yourself going that you know, you're on the kickoff team, your only job is to blow up bodies. Yeah. Stay and your in your lane and blow up bodies. Your job is to make things as easy as possible for you. So it's all about repetition. So if that sort of behavior is habitual, then it just it becomes easier and easier for that to be the the route that your um, like neurons go yeah. versus any other options. Mm-hmm. And like in a, a relationship, habit. you have to you have to learn how to not have these triggers because like early on, I would kind of punch the floor like I'd punch a coffee table or the dashboard of the car I just like had this thing that I'd never been in a relationship where someone goes don't do that right. don't do it don't use your don't fucking punch a wall as as men we're never taught like how silly we <laughs> like our reactions <laughs> so are. like true. nobody like I grew up with my dad like coming home bragging about cussing people out you know and yeah. like like beating people up you know like, yeah. and I was like oh this is how you be a man that's right you know it's a cultural thing yeah. it's, it, it's in our media that we consume as well that like like it, that's what, why they call it toxic masculinity. Yeah. It's like this thing that we've perpetuated in our culture that this is how a man's supposed to act, even though it doesn't help. It, it certainly doesn't help men. It definitely doesn't help women. It doesn't help anybody. There's to, somebody like right absolutely. now who's spackling their wall because they fucking punched it because they're like not even because of a fight with their wife or whatever. Just that you might be watching the football game and you throw a controller through the TV. Like people, I've never, I've never crossed that line because that's re- stupid. But like I've also <laughs> So, but I can also see it. I can see it and be like, yeah, the guy's, the guy's identity was tied to his team winning. Right. He's got all this other shit going on in his life. He knows he can't punch his wife, you know, <laughs> for, a, for a litany of reasons. <laughs> so he throws his controller at the TV because he knows he can buy a new one. It's like so stupid, but that's, you know. Yeah, but there goes $300. What has really helped me about, like, since I started to like, really actually deal with my anger, deal with the problems that were, like, started to catch up to me, like in a very bad way, I went to jail, you know, for fighting, and um, uh, learning the fact that anger is a high vibrating emotion. So, because men aren't as emotional as women, we we actually like anger. So, like coming to the fact where I enjoy anger, you know, yeah, because it's the one time you get to express your Ex- emotion. A- exactly, and, and like like being honest with that, like. Oh, I like this. That's why I'm doing it so much. You it's know, a <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm releasing uh, emotion, and everything else is suppressed. You know, so like learning that was like, okay, this is not, but this is not productive. So I need to find other so ways. So have you challenged yourself to be more open with other emotions to have better well, like emotional outlet for all those other things that have been pent up? Well, I I am an actor, so I I, I do emote, but I emote in a in a controlled environment right like so so yeah i mean i mean i do everything i go to therapy i go to anger management i do yoga so like you know like yeah i mean i've i've been working hard on myself yeah yeah it's funny how you have to tap into these emotions and like if you're ever in a scene of like a domestic i did this thing once like i'd be like a domestic you know like just yelling at somebody and then afterwards we were just like fucking panting and out of breath (laughs) we're like i guess we should hug now (laughs) you have to like know that you can create real 
energies and emotions in your body just from like even pretending to feel a certain way. Yeah. But it, the, I guess the flip side of that is you can get yourself out of a bad mood by like they, they say, like you could like laugh and smile even in a bad mood and like trick your body to like release some endorphins and like get yourself back to. So when you talk about anger being high, high energy, what's like a high energy replacement? Like what gets what gets you that 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 release if it's not, you know, is it or, you know working out or you know because I know you're big into yoga, big into well I've been a fitness guy forever and I played football so I've always worked out to like feel better. Um, what's a uh, what's a, another emotion to go to other than anger? Yeah. Um. Huh. That's a good question. I I don't really go to another emotion now. When I feel angry, I just notice the feeling. You know, now I just, instead of like giving into the emotion, I just talk my way through it. Like, so oh, you're just less reactionary. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I I don't remember the like when we talk about relationships. I don't remember the last time I like yelled at my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, like we have arguments, but we don't have fights. You know, because you know, and and I'm I'm the same way. I I mean, Tasha, you you have to agree with me here. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but when we, when we fight, like I don't get above, I, I almost get like slower and quieter because I don't want my point to be lost over what the easy solution would be, which is to yell it. If you're not listening, you know what I mean? Like I, I know like touch has been very good at not at being non-negotiating in a situation where I'm like yelling my thing. And sometimes you're just on the other side of the room and you're emoting. And even that's like, that's I, I will not be misinterpreted and be like, oh, now you're the mean person like that. You, that you, you lose the argument, you know, because right. every every fight or disagreement is really just like a court case where you're like I need to look good in front of. That's why that's why the podcast has been good, exactly because if, if, if we just hit, hit each other with the fucking mics and got a fight over it. All the, the whole audience can be like, oh, you're the one who has a bad problem there. I don't want to gloss over something that you just said that I thought was really good. And a lot of experts would agree. You said, when I feel angry, I just notice the feeling instead of like letting myself be the feeling. I notice the feeling. Mm-hmm. And lots of experts say that the best thing you can do is say what it is you're feeling like I am you you feel pent up you're you're angry but you don't know like exactly why well I feel disappointed I feel let down I feel like things are out of my control putting a label on exactly the things that you're feeling is like an excellent coping mechanism because then it becomes not like a inside thing that's part of you that's not understandable it's like no it has a word and this is the thing that everyone feels and and when you can put the label in on it then you can figure out where it comes from so even in petra kolber's book even in the perfection detox they say that like when you're feeling some sort of way what be truthful and honest what is exactly the thing you are feeling right Right? well yeah so like tasha how would you take your own advice with what would you say your biggest anger trigger is because i know what it is i'm just gonna wait for you to say it what do you mean what makes you what what (laughs) where where is it that you feel like you can be angry and you don't think you're causing any harm I don't know what you're. When talking you're driving, about. you are the biggest road rage driver in the world. Oh, She'll get road rage oh. as a passenger when I'm driving. Babe, pass this guy, and I like know we're like nine minutes ahead of our ETA. Like I'll know like we're not in a rush. I'm like I'm really good at being in that slow lane, kind of yeah, just yeah. hanging out. Oh my god, it makes me crazy. But like she's always, you're always um kind of that person who wants to walk a step faster than whoever's in front of you. So you're always trying to pass people, and I don't I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but like. 
Do you do you know do you notice your road rage? But I don't I here's the thing. You call it road rage, but I'm not actually angry. I think what the I think what it is. No, I'm serious. It's just like a feeling of anxiousness. And I think you're right. Mm. I walk faster than everybody else. I hate being stuck behind somebody walking. It's like a mm. it's like an inside feeling that's yeah, yeah. like Ugh. and same it's a lack with of driving. Control. Well, I just feel like the safest. Okay, let me give you an example. <laughs> Yesterday, I uh, a, f- a friend of mine, her baby shower was in Orange County. I was behind a motorcyclist who was not lane splitting in the fast lane. He was just kind of cruising in the fast lane, and I was stuck behind him. Was he going over eighty miles an hour? I don't know. Probably that's a yes. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but I it it was irritating because it felt. Like I felt stuck. It felt like almost, you know, when you're driving on the freeway and you're like boxed in because you're in the fast lane and the person in front of you is not actually passing anybody. And so you've got like a car right in front of you, a car beside you and a car behind you. To me, it feels unsafe. There's something about driving, especially in Los Angeles, that feels like a death wish every time. You want an open road. So I I like to not be crammed in and stuck by cars. So when we're stuck in a lane and cars are flying by us, it feels like an accident waiting to happen. I want to be moving. I want to be in a space where there's not a lot of cars around me. I want, it, it just feels safer that way. You said so many things that resonated with me. Um, I, I do think the majority of the time anger is attached to anxiety. Yeah. And we, because we feel trapped, we feel like we, we don't know what to do. So this is the easiest emotion to go to. Yeah. If something's out of your control, <clears throat> Like uh, yeah. that's the worst feeling in the world. And mm-hmm. it's almost like you have to figure out like baby steps uh, of like, how can I put this back in? Like maybe not in my control, but like wrap my head around this situation so I can start to find little ways out. Right. Yeah. How, how do you, so with stand up, there's a lot of anxiety that can happen because you don't know how the show's going to go new venues, new material. I mean, it's just a, it's just a racket, right? How do you, do you ever get, go, go to anger I don't go to anger uh, anymore. Um, I I breathe through it. I uh, remind myself that I am in control of my emotions and they're not in control of me. Um, uh, last resort, I call my wife and vent. But um, I'm not. Yeah, I, I just uh, I, I I just I just choose to. We have choices. We have choices. Like right. th- these are our choices. We're not, you know, it, and it took me a very long time to realize this, to accept this, that this is my choice. My choice is to like spaz out and act an asshole or breathe through it. You and know, to like see one. it sort of long game too with the lens of like, well, each of these choices have a consequence too. Mm-hmm. So like which way is actually going to get put me better off in the long run? Exactly. Which choice of how I handle this is going to actually make me feel better? Yeah. I mean, and it's in simplicity. It's just a, it's just an enlightenment that you yeah. feel when you're not as reactive. It's, it's letting, it's, it's knowing that your ego's there. You'll never get rid of the ego. It'll be there. You're still going to have, we call it like a limbic flare. It's your yeah. limbic. Si- we read this thing, but the limbic system and how it just kind of goes off. Our limbic systems were flaring so hard in our relationship because a lot of reasons, once we started doing the podcast from home, uh, it, it opened up a lot of like bad 
energy that we didn't know how to work on because my threshold for cleanliness was different than Tasha's. So what I had to learn is to like take care of a lot of things beforehand. So we weren't in a rush, like a lot of things that were good for the relationship that, you know, when you talk about anxiety with relationships, if my, if my chill factors way higher than Tasha's and I'm not saying this as in you're a bad person, Tasha, I'm saying my chill, like I could just live with the toilet bowl, not being cleaned before a podcast guest comes over. That's just fine with me. I don't notice a little beard hair hanging around. That's just not. So it's like, I don't see that. So, but if Tasha does, and then you're texting that you're at the front door and the shit's not ready. She's like, what the fuck? You have a rightful like feeling of like you're, you're giving off the wrong message of who you are and, and hosting and all of that and in a relationship like i didn't you need you need to know where the other person stands because you have to live at their threshold yeah you know and that's not easy to to learn how to live at somebody else's threshold for what hell you know and i don't mean this in a way the, the challenge is to not be codependent about it not not be like i need to walk on eggshells but to make the other compromise. person compromise we're accommodating each other right like we make it work so that we record the podcast at home because it's easier for both of us. This is something that's very important to us, definitely very important to you. But also like there are things about like having a, a clean home when people are coming over that are very important to me. So we learned I give you your he spends like 20 or 30 minutes like setting up all the cords perfectly. It, it makes me want to strangle him because I'm like, <laughs> we have an hour to get ready. And there's yeah. like lots of things on our list to be done. But I let him do his cords and then we have a little a little powwow and we say okay what's still left on the list what are the important things we need to get done and so i give you that time and you give me my time yeah right that's such a comp yes i, I know about, and if we don't and if we don't all about this life being married I, <laughs> I know all about it compromise like do you what do you and your wife know about each other that's like that you have to do because when it's like learning somebody else's language, you have to learn what we, they need. We de we know each other's language. Uh, my wife is a analyzer, supporter. I'm a controller, promoter. That's our personality type. Um, she's very organized. She's very like. Is that the INFJ kind of thing? Is that that test? Yeah, they call it the you know personality matrix. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't, we haven't done the test. Have I we? have done that, but it's very hard to get your results. I mean, it's like multiple pages. It's ton of questions. It's a lot of repetitive questions because they want to ask in a different way because they want to like really hone in. But it's one of those where like the it's so subtle, right? It's, it's subtle, like when you're yeah. picking between A, B, C, and D, you're like both B and C kind of feel right. Which one feels more right? So I feel like you can kind of skew your results depending on the day. But um, but you could fit in different. You could be different. You know, you could have you be strong in one area and strong in another area. You know, like we're I, I find we're not all just one thing, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's like a I, I, let's see if we can figure out. I is for like intuitive or what's the opposite of intuitive? The opposite of intuitive? Jeez. Oh, um, More like a thinker. Denial. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any idea. This is my turf. Feeler or thinker is F and T. Uh, Do you think you're a thinker? I don't. I think I'm both. Well, we should take the test before we uh, think what we are because I feel like, you know, when you. When I you have a simple test on, uh, that I'm going to send you guys when I get home. Okay, please. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, the one I, I've taken this test a couple of times. The first time I took it, 
I was all controller. And the second time I took it, which was like uh, two years apart, I was promoter controller. What does promoter mean? I would say you guys have promoter in you. Like you, like someone that is outgoing, someone that is, you know, uh, creative, thinking of possibilities, ideas. And then what is controller? Controller is someone that just needs to have it your way. Like how you drive, controller. Yeah. So, uh, you're I, a controller. I, I, I'm if sure. That, I, feel, I feel like a controller. But are you a controller with certain things? Like do you care where you guys go out on a date versus like what – like how does it um, sort of um, materialize? I, I think controller kind of mater- – controller and analyzer kind of mat- materialize in like for me like in anxiety. Like if – if something is out of control, then you get anxious behind that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like I, uh, I don't Versus know. Versus like, an analyzer that maybe right. can take sort of like a <clears throat> more analytic perspective and I, can kind of see. Right. I think we're both controllers. Then, if you're a controller, because uh, you know, yesterday was our mimosa stand-up show, uh-huh. and there's always shit that's out of your control, and I lose my shit over yeah. it. I want to, I want to end relationships with every comic I know after it, and they're all nice people. But like every comic <laughs> decides to text me two minutes before the show that yeah, they're all yeah. parking. It's like, bro, no one, what, remember the world where you didn't text someone that you were parking? Just people, fucking show up. People don't understand until they, I think every comic needs to run their own show yeah. so they could realize how to act <laughs> because people don't get it. And it took me a long time to stop hating comics. Yeah. Cause I would, I Bitterness, would, resentment. I, yeah, yeah. It took me a long time. <laughs> Just like the post, you know, like I, bu- like this was a specific thing that happened. I booked a comic and uh this comic invited me to a show and didn't book me and i'm just like oh yeah i'm just like dude yeah you can't go fuck yourself uh, you can't invite- <laughs> <laughs> like like no like i'm not coming to sit at your show i'm not in like- your newsletter i'm not your newsletter bro you gotta go get your own audience yeah. i'll get even mad i'll get i'll get mad if i book someone on a show and um, we we had Carolyn uh, on. She was the stripper. She was on the Mimosa Show. I can't remember her last name. Carolyn. Do you know what I'm talking about? Caroline. She's a fourth wall chick. She's a anyway. She was on the show. And then Michelle, one of Tasha's friends, came to the show. And then the, and then the next month, she was like, "Oh, we want to come. Is Caroline gonna be on the show? We loved her again." And they started following each other. And I was like, "No, you don't get to follow another comic. You're my you're my audience. <laughs> yeah. You're with me." Yeah. But I was like, "Oh, I, no. I mean, I should be okay with it." But there is a little tribalism that happens. And also like yeah you run a show my buddy uh my buddy doug key um who runs the rogue island comedy festival whenever i go back to his comedy festival i meet him like hey man how can i help you i just know he's like got a million things going on it's just mm-hmm. wild and then he does it like because you're doing five shows a night so he's running around with flyers and sponsors and promos and so for me it's like i'm just running a, a, a one-man act show you know 11 a.m where i'm trying to get some people there on time and yeah you just so 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 with that with the anxiety of you know i show up joe's not there to unlock the place yet i'm there with 10 liters of mimosa looking like a jackass on the sidewalk trying to just stir some blended drinks you know whatever it's like it's always the dumbest things but when you you can't control uh when people are going to show up or or if they're going to flake or if they've promised that they've got some audience coming and they're not i mean all these things are required for a show to be successful yeah and as like we talk about personality types it sounds like you you guys have some controller in you as a controller it's so important for me to release 
all the things that I think are supposed to happen. Yeah. Just to release it and let it go. Letting go of expectations. Yes. So that you can be open to receive things as they are. Right. Because if you have these expectations of how something is supposed to be, you're not appreciative of what's going on in the moment. And you're, you're not, not adaptable. You're That's not like every yourself. wedding planner who's yeah. just like, ah, they got all, two walkie talkies and they're yelling yeah. at somebody. How do you how do you release control of the expectation, but also put on a good show? Because you can't release control. You know, what I mean? you have to you have to you have to you have to be a controller to kind of make that shit happen to a point. And then at what point are you like, fuck it? This is what's going to happen. Well, short, short answer. Faith. Faith. Interesting. Short answer. My short answer is faith. You know, and uh, since I started like my journey of like yoga, enlightenment, like meditation, I and I was raised Christian, but I've never kind of known faith until now. In the last couple of years, I've never really understood or believed in faith until now that everything is going to work out. Oh, I got goosebumps. You know, that's so important. Well, it's important to remember that you have a destination in mind but there's a million ways to get there the journey looks different for everybody and being a controller doesn't necessarily make you more apt to succeed you know what i mean there are plenty of people that are good at what they do that become highly successful that are totally hands off and that's not because of miracles you know it's because different like cats like Different personality traits offer different advantages. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of ways to get there. So letting go of control doesn't mean that you're just like, Jesus, take the wheel. Like it, <laughs> it means that like you've got some flexibility and flow for like, and you've let go of your expectations. Well, I will right. say that this is what's tough with our relationship is Tasha, your faith in me. Now I've got, I've had a faith in myself that I'm on the right path, not in a way where I'm sitting on my ass being like, oh, I've got faith. It's going to be fine. Like faith comes with action and preparation and all that. And my favorite quote was from this uh, Kit Moore song, Faith When I Fall. He, it's, he says, you got to have strength when you stand and faith when you fall. And it's kind of like you have to be, you have to know when things aren't going your way. This 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 specific year, 2019, was probably on paper my worst year of stand-up comedy. But like I know deep down that that the lack of applause breaks or booking shows at nice venues, the lack of all that is probably made me a better comic. Cause I'm like, I've been doing these dog fight shows, just these yeah, fucking yeah. places where you're like, what the fuck? The second I'm going to be performing the, these sets in front of a hot room, it's going to be like, good luck. I mean, like you, you know how it is in LA. You just, you do these dog, I'm talking dog shit shows literally some of them are at dog groomer venues you know what i mean <laughs> these shows are at fucking do- so someone someone yesterday was like i heard that um tosh used to perform at a laundromat i'm like a fucking laundromat i would kill if the only issue i had was a fucking dryer running right. you know what i mean some of the yeah, shit yeah. i performed in front of the olympics on a tv like yeah, right yeah. next to 15 year olds doing um you know floor vault or whatever Wait, can i interject because you you said something sort of pointed at me that like my that one of our problems in our relationship is my faith in you. I would argue that I'm wearing a ring you gave me. So I, I have some yeah, faith. Yeah, get it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I 
I would argue it's that nice it's not, ring. thank you, yeah. <laughs> it's not a lack of faith. It is just that I want for you to be flexible and adaptable, like we're already talking about. And I want to give, I want to use Heather McMahon as an example. And if anybody who listens to this podcast doesn't know Heather McMahon, she's hysterical. I found her because someone um, at one of the fashion companies I work for said that she had a hilarious Instagram and she was always Have you heard of her before? I, I hadn't stories. either. She's like selling on right, theaters. Well, so hold on. Really? Yeah, um, but yeah, she was like an actress, but uh, you know, one of her shows got canceled and her dad was really sick with cancer. I think he ended up dying. So she moved home to South Carolina. I think, I hope I'm not horribly butchering this to be with her mom. And, uh, but she has, she mentioned on her stories the other day that she has like a traditional theater background. Like she paid a fortune to go to theater school. Mm -hmm. Right. And she said, if only I had known that like, I didn't need to like, I didn't need that. All I needed was like a strong Instagram <laughs> to because she's a, a comedian. Yeah. But like right. you guys had never heard of her as a comedian. We don't know where she's been like I doing. I cynically Googled her and I saw her tour dates and I like, then I'd Google the venue. I'm like, I never heard of that venue. 2,600 seater. <laughs> and then oh, you'd, and I'd be like, let's see what the tickets go for. 60 bucks. And you're like, all right, let's see how many open seats there are. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. No, she, like, had to do, she had to do a whole second leg of her tour because every, every date sold out. But my point is, is that she's been working on you know she's a stand-up i'm sure she's been doing this for 10 years you know like she's got pictures from a decade ago right like she's been working for on this stuff for a long time and her path would not have is was probably not the path that she imagined did Mm -hmm. she think that she was just gonna like blow up from sassy stories on instagram and now be selling out tour dates like no. So I, that's what I want to challenge you to do is to not be too married to your idea of what your path to success looks like and to be open to following the breadcrumbs, be open to seeing things that are working well and like and, and picking up on those, receiving those little blessings and running with those. For sure. You know, um, your guys' relationship is so amazing. Uh, and I think it's because like my wife is a nurse she's totally out of the industry i would love to get some opinion on what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> a lot of times i'm like ah careful what you wish for because sometimes <laughs> other people's opinions are oh, the I've, last thing i've well, had to so, learn not well, to take well, Tasha's opinion well someone close to me like you know like i mean of course like just yesterday i performed i got off stage and someone's like i got tags for you i'm like guy go, go away <laughs> Go, go away. Go away. Leave yeah, me alone. <laughs> you know? But, uh, like, you know, like, someone close to you, someone that kind of, like, sees what's clicking, what's not clicking. I, so, a lot of times I feel like I don't have that. So... I, I'll I be out there the, for you. I, I, will, I will guard uh, my tag uh, opportunities very <laughs> closely. I'm I'm the opposite of that guy. I'm like if I have. I'm like, look, that's a great. I like lead with so much love because I'm like, don't think that I've got anything that you don't. But like, what if this is take a leave and I just like walk away like the yeah, worst yeah. salesman of all time. Like I don't want to <laughs> hurt you know. So you, I'm just that way. I got to fight with my buddy Channing. If you're listening, Channing, you don't even know this. You don't even know I'm mad at you right now. But I texted an idea to him and a buddy. We're in this group chat, and he goes, I don't 
like it, dot, dot, two dots. I don't like it. That's that was his fucking answer. I was like, I want to burn your fucking house down <laughs> right now. I'm so fucking mad. You don't like it? But that My wasn't the end of the paragraph. It was like something. He came back with like a what if blah. It's like, you know, a yes and. But it wasn't really a it was yes a and. No. It, was, it was a no and. And he's an but. improviser. And you, 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 know, you know Chaney. He's been on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chaney's a buddy of mine. But, and right. we're like so close. Chaney and I were like, we're brothers. We're so close. But I was like, I will strangle you if that's the way you think. Like the balls. I could never answer. I could never respond to some, something. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, huh. Okay, explain this flesh. Like, I'd be like, I'm just so baffled that we all speak the same English language. You know what you would do? I can tell you what you would do. You would listen to what this person says. You, They would try and keep talking to explain their idea. And then you would interrupt them and tell them how that can't work. That's your style. Well, logistically, maybe. That might be the <laughs> controller and me being like, oh, we can't do that. But anyway, but Cheney, we're, we're, collab- we're collaborating. We're editing projects together. We're doing, and talk about breadcrumbs. This new project we're doing has has done pretty well online. Uh, Hollywood Posers. And, uh, and, uh, and like we, we're, we know that there's going to be you know, I can see it on the TV before. You know what I mean? Like you just know when you're making something that's good and there's love involved. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about like love being like the the main sort of like thing you plow forward with because when you have the love and the skill to do what you're doing, you're going to get that success. Unfortunately, what we deal with with stand-up comedy is we, we're, we're giving our love to like industry. We're not giving it to human, to... to to, to people that are really getting it necessarily until it's like it's almost like you perform in front of your like echo chamber of other comics and industry people until one day you don't and then I feel like the comics that get the success then build the fans that come and really appreciate them then you start charging $60 if we went to your friend Heather McDonald whatever her name is McMahon if we went to her show and we paid $60 to sit there and go to and dress up maybe at a nice theater you're gonna you're gonna just like be on the edge of your seat with everything she's saying meanwhile I'm over here on the couch being like hey honey what do you think about this bit and you're like Ugh, leave me alone and I totally get it it's about like just it's a, it's a, it's we we're pushing through. the The screenwriter can just be at home thinking he's got gold, and then edit it and this and that, and then release it. We're out there failing in front of people, and it just yeah, takes yeah. a, take just you know, swift kicking the balls to your confidence. I also feel like we do have gold. Sometimes it's just not in front of the right people. Yeah, you know, like you think about our bubbles. Like we, like 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 if you look at Google Maps, like your weekly points of where you go a week it's the same right we have the same bubble right so if like something's not working for you in your bubble what if you stepped outside your bubble right what if you got in front of other people think that that one shift could change everything yeah, I you're think so that, right about that i think that's the that's that's the good part about like social media youtube all these things that that we're doing but it, it is complicated but that is the good part like you can, you know, essentially like hashtag and like get into another bubble or whatever or find something that works. But it's like finding that, you know, like that's that's the roadmap because we all have a story. You know, we all have a story that resonates with somebody or some group of people. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just finding that group of people or finding that perfect way of telling that story for people to be like ah yes like i need this you don't need a you don't need the whole world to love you no you need like a small small percentage to like to like have a very successful career i mean this i mean the person that you're talking about is a great example i don't know who that is and she is fine she's got an army. <laughs> right? yeah, she's, she's, killing per- it. <laughs> she's done a really good job so 
real quick, her Instagram took off probably four or five years ago. You know, she had when we started dating. I mean, no one. She she had p- p- photos of like scenery and shit. Uh, someone this beautiful was taking photos of like rose bushes. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? Then she gets tapped in and she does. You know, because she, she's a model, she's a working model. But her Instagram, right. her social media was boom, non-existent. And then you and then you went from zero to eighty thousand, boom, like that. Then for like two or three years, you were just like, fuck this bullshit. It was annoying. The out this and that. And now you've taken back control over what you want to post. I feel like, and you're taking control over doing it in a way that you're doing it with love again not like because you have to and i would say it's been very successful for you you know yeah it's funny how and i would say that a big part of that was like detaching from it's so funny because instagram just took away likes right i don't you might still have likes dave still has likes um but they've been rolling out over the past few months first in europe and now it's in the u.s they're slowly rolling out remove removing likes from people's instagram experience so when i look at instagram now and i look at like the feed it will say like um so and so and others like this post it doesn't say how many likes somebody oh, wow. has or it'll say so and so and thousands of others or so and so and millions of others so those are the benchmarks others thousands millions wow that's and, interesting uh, yeah um and on my own page it shows that too now on my own page i can click it and it will show me how many likes i have but i can't click others and see how many likes they have it'll just show like a list of likers um that's so funny it's and, like they're giving us our humanity back well, <laughs> They were really upset about it, right? A lot of content creators were because it's a benchmark for brands and people that you want to work with to see how popular you are, right? It's a little insight into your analytics that they get to see. Um, But someone asked me, like, how do you feel about it? I'm not that mad. It's okay. A big part of me um, kind of taking back Instagram within this past year was just being okay with posting something and it only getting 250 likes. Mm -hmm. I had to be okay with that because previously when I first started building my Instagram, it was so important for every picture to perform because if one doesn't perform, the one after that's not going to perform either. So I had to be so selective about the kinds of things that I was posting. And then if something posted and it was the wrong time of day and it wasn't performing, take it down and post it again later. And it was too stressful. I was too attached to the result. And once I stepped back and said, you know what? This is my thing. I'm going to post pictures of me and Dave and I don't care if it if I lose 200 followers. The audience is like, I'm, fuck <laughs> this shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to post pictures of me in long conservative dresses doing a fun activity mm-hmm. and... And I've got to be okay with like the titty boys not wanting to like the picture. And you were trying to please this specific following you had gotten from the booty, the booty police out there. You got this following from them, so you're trying to appease them. Kind of like neglecting the fact that there's millions of people out there that would have followed you for different reasons. And when you take out the need, the that like you said, that microscopic look at how this post is doing today, you know, like the posting it doesn't doesn't get a hundred views in X amount of minutes, delete it, try to get. You take that away, you're just creating a nice page. Yeah, you, I just you, wanted to be big picture. I want my feed to be representative of how I see myself and my long term goals. Mm-hmm. And I love posting about fashion. I love posting about travel. I love posting about health i like posting about beauty and so i'm just gonna post those things and it doesn't matter if my like majority male following if it resonates with them i'm putting out feelers for people who do appreciate me for me to i want to give them the opportunity to find me and like 
and and see I'm I'm in their wheelhouse. Yeah. When they come I to my page. I totally appreciate that. I don't I don't really get the Instagram. I I but I don't try. You know, uh, I one of my friends is an influencer, and she has a, a a lot of followers, like a million. I don't know a lot, and she looked at my Instagram, and she was like, "Take all this shit down!" Like I literally <laughs> erased like all my pictures. She was like, "None of this, none of this." So now I have like I now I'm like bone dry because I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll follow what you say." Yeah. But now I'm like, now what? Like Dude, what do I? My post? pictures are so bad. <laughs> my pictures are so bad. I get better follow like by posting a tweet to instagram that performs better than like a headshot yeah you know what i mean like they just it, whatever you think works in, in in the past or whatever that's just not what what's you know so it's like how, it's like trying to figure out how to share your content and it used to be you'd want you'd want like a submission tape a good 10 minute set of stand-up now it's like you just need a good 90 seconds so if you so you, you even if you don't have a good set like i actually when i did your show a few months ago I got a bit out of it that I th- I haven't posted Instagram yet, but I've been holding on to it, and it's like really good quality. The audience was cool, and I was like, this I don't need. It's okay if the first joke didn't hit and the closer doesn't hit, as long as you just like bit by bit have whatever you can share that with your people. They can find it, whatever. But I, so I'm happy for you, Tasha, that you're kind of just like because while you might think you've lost followers if your follower count has gone down, you don't know how many new people have replaced the old that are more loyal now because they're not just there to see like your ass crack. Well, you know? it's some detachment. It, that's really what I credit to like b- b- enjoying Instagram again is just having some detachment from the result. I don't know yeah. where, what's going to come of it, but I'm just going to keep doing things that feel um, authentic to me and hope for the best. That's that's I mean, those are the people that are most successful online are people who are their authentic selves. Can I ask, uh, have you got on stage? No, right. I'm not a comedian. Well, one time you did accidentally. When I, for my show, when, when the sound was wrong, uh, I, I wonder if it was the show you were on. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I had you go on stage for a minute while I was like fixing the sound. But that was, was in front that of like the seven day people. of the construction. Yeah, that was the, it. It was a nightmare. The lights went out. The sound went out. They decided to replow the street during during our show at four <laughs> at the old fourth wall. So we had to deal with like like they uh, cut into the grid. I think the power went out for a minute. It was a yeah. fucking mess. But no, you have. But yeah, I, I told the one joke that I know. Tasha did uh, in, in improv class though, so. You should get on stage. I think everybody should get on stage. I'm going to make my wife get on stage, and she's a nurse. We should have them both get on stage on the same show. I just think, you know, uh, and the beautiful, this is why I love the fourth wall. I mean, I I, I think Joe is just brilliant, and, and and I, I will say that forever because he has created something where anybody can come and get that out of the way. It's like skydiving. It's like skydiving for somebody. Yeah. You know? You could really just get that out of the public speaking way. biggest yeah. fear. Yeah, just get it out of the way. Just get up there. It's in front of a bunch of, you know, sad comics. It's fine. <laughs> like you're gonna be fine. You will survive. You know, like uh, she get would get that plenty. Out the way. Of, she would get laughs in front of comics. But, but for you, I mean, it's just something. It's 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 just another tool. It's just another tool in your arsenal that that is going to down the road be useful for you. So I think you should get you should get on stage and you should, you know, start writing and I mean, start like working on certain things. She you did, have something she did. you sit here and you have a podcast. <laughs> you have so much oh, to she's say. She's got opinions. She's you got have, she actually has the um and I, I'm not I wouldn't push for you to do it professionally. 
<laughs> because it will because he would be upset that I would be like yeah she'll what? be all over Laugh Factory I'll be touring well you know you know my you know Leah Richardson oh yeah, yeah. And, and and she was Sean, on a podcast a few months ago and Sean, a month ago. They're, they're a couple yeah. they're both hilarious yep uh, they do my show often and they're just they work so good together yeah. like they're so hilarious together but they're also hilarious apart i can see that for you guys tasha's good at um seeing what's wrong with a situation you know you're, you're like you'll you're kind of irreverent when we uh, we've been talking about this bug zapper racket that we had you were like pissed off at it because it, you know what you know you're you're good at like finding weird things that piss you off and i think that's kind of part of stand-up is like finding just shit that's like not like why does this happen why does this happen this way and you know but also i just imagine like going fully gray within two months if i decided to try and go on yeah she did uh she did uh improv in her improv 101 class and she she broke down before her set and then she had she got a lot of laughs she got a lot of laughs during during the scene that they did but you did have a pretty solid meltdown one probably the biggest meltdown i've seen oh this this (laughs) go ahead tell me more and i was the one who pushed her to take the class i was like you should take this class i was having a full-blown i mean i guess what would you call it an anxiety attack i mean it really was but you targeted it towards me you were mad at me for putting you in that position it was the worst. I was <laughs> crying in the car on the way to the show. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Isn't no. that a fun uh, feeling? Isn't that no, a fun feeling? That, that was the worst. Listen, I used to have extreme anxiety when I started. Well, I still have anxiety, you know, um, but I do a lot of things to help my anxiety. But my ex- anxiety used to be so extreme. My first two years of comedy, I used to be curled up on my couch, hugging my dog for an hour before my show wow it was a real thing and i still like but now just like with the anger i just it's a notice moment i was like oh shit my palms are sweaty oh fuck my heart is beating i'm going to war oh my god was it like a before football game was it similar no no you know like the fight like it's it's so different like when i played football uh number one i had a helmet on Mm -hmm. that helmet protected me from other people's you were strapped judgments and looks yeah it's like wearing a mask yeah it was like wearing Mm -hmm. a mask and i got to like focus my anger and 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 and, you know like so it was a total different thing stand-up is like you're up there naked yeah yeah it's very vulnerable yeah i noticed that well i've always felt like i am not a very good actress because i don't like vulnerability so it's hard to like come up and actually unmask and show like true and vulnerable emotions and that's one of the reasons i don't like acting but you're a great actor thank you i appreciate that uh the fact that you that you think you're not is like weird well maybe it's because pretty people aren't you know models aren't supposed to be good actors but she's she's it's just uncomfortable she coaches me me in auditions and she's really good she's really technically along with you know, you're good, Tasha. Thank you. I appreciate that. But and what I was I'm not done. To and say, you get great feedback. Yeah. She's auditioned for like some network stuff where He's like, not she, done. We're like, we're, <laughs> we're like soap operas and they give you really good feedback Thanks. and you have no idea why you weren't well, the one chosen. But, well, here's the thing uh, that I wanted to say. She lets when me I interrupt her when it's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. When it's a compliment, she goes, finish your saying, finish your thoughts, Dave. Right, when done, I first done. moved to Los Angeles, I had a big meeting with someone really important at a network that was perfect for me, right? And um, I what I like had coffee and Adderall in the morning and oh was boy. like trying to like you know just 
like show up as my best self and be the quickest and like all of this. And I was so nervous that I like, I was a crazy person. You know what I mean? I like wasn't processing anything that they said during, um, one of my auditions, someone like I, I came in, I, I did my lines the way that I had like kind of rehearsed my sort of first choice and they gave me some feedback how about try it this way and I was just like okay yes and I did it again exactly the same way as I did it the first time and I didn't even process Mm -hmm. what they had said until I was already out of the office and on the way back to my car and I felt like that was happening because I was so nervous like yeah I was very nervous going into auditions I was such high anxiety because I was so attached to the potential result, yes, yeah. right? You imagine yourself booking this role and mm-hmm. blah, 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 and how it's gonna change your life. I started to really improve at managing my anxiety once I was able to detach from my expectations about how something was gonna go. And now I'm way better at managing awesome. anxiety in auditions and yeah. just in general in life when I'm like, no, this really matters. I, I detach from like, uh, but people can relate to this with job interviews, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, you just you know, need to not give a fuck. Especially in this town, like, anxiety kind of just runs, like, the energy of this town is just full of anxiety. And it's because we are focused on the results and we all, we want results in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that has helped me is affirmations, you know, grounding myself, being present, you know, reminding myself that this is the only moment that matters the future doesn't you know like yeah. the future's not here everything's a story you know like stories aren't real our past isn't real our our future isn't real our present is the only real thing right now is our present Ooh, i like that yeah yeah that's have so you true no- have you noticed that like events in your past like change throughout time like people like we like add- your perception yeah, we add on to the story. We make like, ourselves the yeah. main character. Yeah, yeah, we add on to like, like, like if like you you'll meet up with like an old college buddy and be like, remember this time, and then you'll talk about the time, and it'll be totally different for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, because our stories change in our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, your it's, memories it's, are totally malleable too. You know what's interesting? You said like the only moment is this moment that exists. You know the uh, like Schrodinger's cat, right? Do you know the? It's like a. Psychology thing that like okay you've got a box and it's on top of a cat they say uh, there's a there's a cat underneath this box we don't know if it's dead or alive mm-hmm. until you lift up the box nobody knows if it's dead or alive so in this moment the cat is both dead and alive mm-hmm. it's both things so it's like it. It's like you're going to get whatever you choose. Yeah. So if you choose to to be confident and happy and detached, you're going to have Like when you don't know, you don't know. So the the universe, the plan, the result is whatever you want it to be. It's it's like manifesting and 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 a lot of people think it's like hocus pocus manifesting, but you can't like manifesting is a real thing. Vibrations, energy is a real thing, you know, and you can create we 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 are creating right now. We are creating our destiny, our reality. You know, it's not gonna happen to us. We are happening mm-hmm. to it. 
right? So yeah, it's that same thing. Marianne Williamson says that you're either like leaving yourself open for success and blessings and miracles, or you're closing yourself off to receiving success and blessings and miracles because you've created these sort of like mental barriers or like um that's why cynicism is so dangerous if or if you're just someone who's like this it's not going to work out for me for me and this is why you're proving you're proving your case well this, you're just blocking yourself off you're like blocking yourself off you're not open to receive to do right. a quick um a quick uh, promo for the patreon this past episode when i was i was telling you leon about the solo episodes i do how deep you can get into your mind and like in your spirituality and your like essence the solo episodes that i do on the patreon i just take like i'll read quotes from some of these books and the, the Marianne Williamson's book, The Law of Divine Compensation, is everything that we're talking about. As far, have you read her book before? Mm-hmm. She's so she's so spot on, at least like the way I receive it. With and she she wrote this book years ago about just knowing that we're all meant to create, we're all meant to to operate under love and all these things. And when you do that with that vision, uh, that you don't even need to know the outcome, but you just do that with love. You're you're you can't help but run into all of that, mm-hmm. even if it's not not exactly in the structure that you thought it would be you can't afford so like you can't afford not to like practice these principles and so many people are so turned off by like a lot of the the these simple principles because it sounds wild but we're on this spinning rock and we're just yeah like you said we're transmitters of this energy so choose the energy and the crowd to surround yourself with that'll get you there i i personally don't see how people well i do see how but if you broke it down to science it makes sense we're all energy right you know we're all atoms like take the soul away we just turn back into the dirt and the dust of the world i mean yeah and energy can be neither created or destroyed yeah so it's we're just recycled bits and energy vibrates it vibrates fast or it vibrates slow right it vibrates positive or it vibrates negative and the best energy is when you pursue something that you love yeah which is science. like it's science. It's science folks <laughs> yeah you're so you're so right and we, i know we got to wrap up and get out of here but you're you're the perfect guest for us to talk to about all this because you're a good example you know you're not some guy who's like uh, you know like we, we you know we, we've got friends that were just dealt a good hand they they grew up in wealth and they they hey, you just have to wish upon it like you you've, you've, you've served time you've you've worked hard on yourself you've changed your own chemistry and i think we have as well changed our and own your chemistry own trajectory yeah. Right. So it's pretty wild to see where you come from and where you're headed just by knowing that you you are in control. You are in control of all of your reactions and all of the you know the best foot forward that you can put out every day. And and also knowing that like it's easy for me it's easy for me to have to do the podcast the solo episodes patreon.com slash the sav. It's easy for me to do that with a giant cup of coffee. But when that coffee wears off, where's my head at? Right. How am I in in my tired moments still at the end of the day or after after the set that didn't go well or when someone didn't get back to you about x y and z how how do you maintain the the control of your own happiness and your destiny that's what can be hard i love it and i want to just talk about this word shift the shift like this word this concept shifting out of a a emotion has been so important to me you know just like you know especially for us comics we get off a set like i i would get off a, a stage from a bad set and that would last for a month of that feeling of just like misery, right? And shifting out of emotion and knowing that everything is working towards the greater good, everything is working towards my perfection, 
rather than everything is working towards my destruction. But my mentality used to be everything is working towards my destruction. The world is against me. You know, like that negative vibrating emotion that was running through me for whatever reason, you know, how I was raised. There's all these variables. But that creates your reality. Right. That creates your reality. Here we go again, Vibe. We all, (laughs) here it is. I knew it was coming. Yeah. (laughs) So, so what, so, so like to, to the the concept of shifting has been so important and just uh, letting things go. Yoga, you know, like the community of yoga has taught me this, letting go things go, breathing things, breathing, uh, releasing, you know, things and not holding them in our body because we do hold emotions in our body, mm-hmm. especially men, because we don't ever let shit go. Yep. You know, that's so great. Yeah. Shift. So we need to, you know, we need to consciously just be thinking about how we're feeling about something and knowing and like like in touch i wasn't trying to target you about not, your your lack of faith in me I, I i do know you have faith in me you did say yes we're gonna engage like a month and a half ago so we're congratulations we're man engagement. thanks yeah, we're it's about to get real <laughs> <laughs> so i do know you have a faith in me we just need we need to both do a job of of like upping the ante with our faith that everything's working out. Yeah. We have some big things cooking, my man. That's right. Big things. Like we're, we're like, we're pitching ideas to like big, but that's big, our challenge to each other. And I think we kind of struggle to do this every day. Like this morning I was pitching, I have this killer idea that I got yesterday. And sometimes it's so hard. Like you were saying, you have those like shower thoughts, like these light bulb moments of inspiration. And then by the time you get to like setting out your game plan or, or telling it to somebody else, you've already talked yourself off the, ledge you know what i mean like you've already figured out you've come up with all these excuses why it can't work why it won't work and then you feel bad about it you don't even want to try it's so hard to hold on to those moments of faith and inspiration um and so this morning i i was telling him about this idea that i've got and i started talking and you started to interject with like um a complicated a limitation exactly a limitation a challenge and i said no 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 no. (laughs) shut up for a second because i gotta say the whole pitch i gotta get you on board Mm -hmm. and then we can talk about logistics but like and my limitation was money and i was i had to start thinking about it in a way that this wouldn't be a bad thing for our careers it would be a good thing and versus like you know sometimes i'll be like well i'm gonna miss a day's worth of work it's like bro you're you can't afford not to miss that work you got so much better out there and I, I i i'm trying my best to operate under the the idea of don't rent out your time mm-hmm. so it's about doing things like like you like you with your podcast which your voice is so amazing that you need to really you need to really make it weekly and really get your ass in there because you've got this message to give to others and it's not renting out your time because so much will come from that because you'll be you'll be building a fan base that's not like built on somebody else's audience you know right. that's all that's all that's all yours i appreciate it yeah and i and i'm definitely going to take it, that to heart and Thank then you, you come back on here and, and <clears throat> promote it even more but but anyway yeah the idea is like don't rent your time don't don't let your limitations be the things that that can stop a good idea yeah, from happening. Yeah, challenge yourself to to step away from those limitations. Screw limitations. I'm not trying to bring that on myself. I'm not going to put a wall up in front of my dreams. Yeah. No, I'm setting myself up for success and I'm going to focus only on positive outcomes and I will tackle challenges as they arrive, but no more limitations. And like that's our challenge to ourselves and to each other is to like just stop with and the limitations ch- I and negativity. I want to challenge our audience, if you live in Southern California, to come to your stand-up show. What's the, it's at the Ha Ha Comedy Ha-ha Club. Ha Ha Comedy Club. Uh, the last Tuesday of every, every month, this uh, this 
holidays, the days are switching. Like uh, December, the show that you're going to be on is December 17th uh, because of the holidays. That's but, a, yeah. is, that a, is that a Tuesday? That's a Tuesday, Tuesday. So December 17th is a Tuesday. I'm doing your show. Yeah. And, any, and, and I'll promote it again on the podcast. But anyone who's listening uh, remotely in, in the Southern California area, you got to make it to this show. You always have a good lineup. You're, I, I, I don't want to burn your joke, but your fav, I have the, your, the, you do this joke. It is so fucking good where you go. Oh, man, I'm, it's, it's your go, student, go, film, it's your student film joke. Yeah, yeah, go. It's so, do it. You want me, to, it. Um, you want me yeah, to ruin it? Yeah, yeah. It's hard, I mean, yours, your word efficiency is going to be so much better, but He's like, why can't he? I, well, I already, bur- I, I, I already burned it by saying what kind of joke it was. But he goes, he's like, yeah, I'm an actor. I've been doing big things. Uh, he, he, uh, oh, how does it go? Fuck me. Like people recognize me. This kid, you know, came up to me the other day. He was like, man, why I see you? And I was like, oh, you fuck with student films. <laughs> right. That joke hit so hard in, in Los Angeles. Uh, you fuck with student films. That's right. I, I burned it by saying the student film part at the beginning. But And then people can find you at, Lee, at Yoga Leroy Got Jokes on That's Instagram. Right. I brought some gifts for you guys. Oh, thank what? you. Uh, here's my yoga drip uh, line you look like you do yoga even if you don't you still look like it she fucks with some yoga that's good enough I got you as well. Oh, look at you, man. The Yoga Leroy tank top that I am wearing right here. Oh, that's a nice tank top. Yeah. And you, sir, you got the Yoga Leroy t-shirt. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Can people buy these online? Yeah, that's uh, yogaleroy.com. You oh, can get fuck the, yeah. I got sweatshirts. I got I got all of it. Man. Oh, my God. Yogaleroy.com. So we got to have you back on because we just burnt through an hour. And I feel like, as always happens with our guests, you helped us work through our problems. We didn't even <laughs> probably break the service of what you got going on in life. But, I love it, man. Um, don't worry about me. I'm doing yoga. I'm <laughs> meditating. I'm, you know, I'm in all the therapies. It's nice to know that you're you're not just working hard on yourself but like you're sharing your message so like this is this is this should be an inspiration for everyone out there to get you know that we've all got the uh, choices to make daily to get our shit together and and just uh, lead with love and all that so thanks so much for doing the show again it's at yoga leroy got jokes on instagram take a we'll take a photo we'll post it and um yeah come back anytime and then december 17th is that did i get that right december December 17th 17th, is the show we're doing at the haha Haha comedy Comedy club in in north hollywood it's really good it's probably the best of comedy club in the valley out there it's awesome yeah yeah. and um awesome well thanks again for doing the show i appreciate it this has been a lot of fun thanks guys bye everybody bye What'd you think, folks? Not a bad one. I know. We're killing it these days. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Leon Walker. If you need more content, I know what you're thinking. I need more content. I still got a long drive. Uh, Well, look, you can go to our Patreon. We've got all the episodes. Everything's on Patreon. It's a private membership community where people can go to get more of our content. You get extra episodes, and then we get some extra help financially. You know, we're trying to build this empire over here. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the studios on our Instagram at the.sap. We got a new podcast studio, new lighting, new cameras. Tasha's Instagram's on fire. We're taking new photos. She's in the background shaking her ass, shaking that old Kentucky blue ass. Bluegrass, blue ass. Uh, was that funny? Did I make you laugh? A good pun there? Uh, anyway, folks, patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the sap. T-H-E-S-A-P. And you can get all of our solo episodes, our car cast episodes. We got about 40 plus hours of content on there. It's a monthly subscription, but like I said, the money goes right back into 
the creators, that's Tasha and myself, helping us build this empire. This week, I talked about Marianne Williamson's book, The Law of Divine Compensation. I know I've been talking about it before, but it just, some of the quotes from this book just shake my soul. I mean, they really get me to a place of, you know, you just don't know what you're missing in your life until someone smacks you upside the head with it. Light is the greatest disinfectant. We are all flawed humans searching for better happiness in our life. So we need to listen to some people and get some different perspective on our own blockages, on how we can accept more wealth and creativity and love into our life. We'll be better dads, brothers, sisters, sons, whatever, non-binary soulmates, whatever it is, we're going to be better for it, for the work that we're doing. And that, that's what's so interesting about like our chat today with Leon is, yeah, he's a super funny comedian. I like to think I am as well. But you know, in the end, all we wanted to do is talk about ways we can kind of keep our heads straight and, and um, inspiring each other. And that's kind of what these chats are all about is inspiring each other to be the best version of who we are. Are you the best version of who you need to be? Are you working towards your goals? Let me know. Write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you're working on. I know we already got some Patreon uh, messages from that solo episode of people saying, hey, this is what I needed right now. Hey, folks, I'm not some lifeguard in the tower telling you you're sinking. I'm out there swimming with you saying, hey, the currents are rough. Let's swim with the energy. Let's swim with the love. As Tasha says, let's follow our breadcrumbs. She likes to make everything carb- carbohydrate-based. <laughs> follow your gluten-free breadcrumbs. Uh, anyway, folks, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, and if you if you don't have the funds to share to to you know to, do the Patreon, I totally understand. Uh, uh, at the very least, uh, keep on sharing us with your friends. Take a screen grab of what you're listening to on the app. Tag us both Tasha Courtney at D Neils and Leon Walker. Let Leon know that you checked him out at Yoga Leroy Got Jokes and uh, tag us all in Instagram story. We'll be happy to hear from you. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. <laughs>